1: So yesterday morning, we had a sangha meeting
2: talking about some of the transitions in our sangha <clears throat> community, and some dragon So I want to talk tonight uh, generally about sangha. Some of you were here yesterday, and some weren't, but that's OK. Uh, So, I'm going to talk about Sangha in various ways, and then hopefully have some more discussion. So, Sangha is one of the three jewels, or the three refuges in Buddhism, Um,
1: Buddha, Dharma, and Sangha. These are also our first three precepts. Three jewels are Buddha,
2: Dharma, and Sangha, and our first three precepts to take refuge, to return home, uh, to uh, support and be supported by Buddha, Dharma, and Sangha. Buddha is, well, there's the historical Buddha who lived in uh, what's now northeastern India, Nepal, around 2,500 years ago. But Buddha also just means the awakened one. So it's about the awakenedness, the wokeness, is a current expression of each of us um, on our seats, uh, here uh, and online
1: and everywhere else. So Buddha is that reality of awakening, that is everything and everywhere. Dharma is the truth or the teaching
2: about this reality. and. We have vast libraries of dharma or teaching about in, in the Buddhist traditions. Uh, but dharma is also about the teaching available in the Sound of the Chiketas around Jacinto uh, and, and at the lake and on the, on the streets and in pastures and anyway, uh, the teaching is why the best. So the third jewel is Sangha. And Sangha means community. So it refers to specific communities, like this community is called Ancient Dragon Zen Gate, and Zen uh, and all of you are part of it. And uh, also it's the principle of community and community of all practitioners and all beings. So this is the third jewel and it's a jewel because it supports us it supports our practice and we support it
1: and each other so uh about sangha um well um how do we support each
2: other how do we take care of this sangha so this is what we were talking about yesterday morning Uh, and all of us participate in that just by being present, whether you're online or here in the Lincoln Squareenda,
1: just being present supports everybody else who's here.
2: So we all have a we all benefit from we all are supported by and we all have a responsibility to Sangha so Sangha, you know in the sense of just this particular community. There are lots of things that
1: that um, we can do to support Sangha. Again, just being present,
2: inhaling and exhaling, sharing that with each other is Sangha support. And also, there are particular responsibilities that we can take on. Um, so there are the jobs in the Zendo for people who come to the Lincoln Square Zendo. There's the greeter job, there's the, um, the techno job, there's the go-on job, the Tokyo job to lead the chance, the person who leads the service. Um, and Even for newer people, and, and part of what makes Sangha alive, and what makes this song alive, is that we have and more new people and young people, and that's wonderful. Um, and so people who come to Lincoln Square Zendo can uh, talk to Jerry, who's our, you know, head of the meditation hall, about uh, if you're interested in doing some of those jobs, and yeah. he uh, needs you to do that. Uh, there's also uh, support jobs. So we have a, a board, an elected board that is in responsible for managing uh, the administrative functions. Uh, we also have practice leaders who are available for you to talk with, and teachers. Uh, and there are board committees that you can help with. And that includes people uh, online who can't come, get to like a square or the person. I see Mark in New Mexico. Uh, so everybody can help with that. We have jobs that are needed. Uh, Some of the committees, for example, there's a Samba Care Committee. There's a uh, Promotions Committee, which is very important to let people know about our special events and our regular events. And there's a Fundraising Committee. We can certainly use help with that. So this is a particular Samba Games and Dragons, Zengate, Sangha. And And you you are all part of it because you're here tonight. Uh, Even Hannah and Malcolm, who are here for the first time. Have you been here before, Malcolm? Or at an older place? Yeah, you came to the... I think you
1: came once to the park. Park. Yeah, Sangha, yeah. Yeah. Uh, So, um, so is particular communities, but also Sangha is the Principle of community.
2: Uh, So in some sense, uh, in this Bodhisattva practice we do, where we are practicing for the sake of awakening all beings, not just Buddhists even, not just uh, Americans or whatever, all of us. Um, uh, In that sense, Sangha is about the community of all people, the community of all practitioners, the community of all beings. Sangha includes, as I see it, the lake, and the trees, and the sidewalks, and the and pastures and prairies, forest lands around Chicagoland. Uh, there's a danger in Sangha, uh, that a particular Sangha can become kind of insulated.
1: Become even cult-like if we think that it's just about us. So um,
2: we're part of the of the branching streams collection of sanghas. We're part of other other groups too. We're connected with Japanese Soto school. We're connected with the Soto Zen Buddhist Association and all American Soto Zen sanghas. Um, But, you know, San Francisco Zen Center, uh, well, I don't know if this is true anymore. Uh, So back in the old days when uh, when Peter Coyote was talking about recently, what Paul Disco talks about sometimes, um, there was a sense of Zen, if you said Zen Center, it meant San Francisco Zen Center. (laughs) Of course, now, I don't know if they still, I think there's still a total tendency for People in San Francisco that hear Zen Center the San Francisco Zen Center. But there's actually many Zen groups. This is a Zen gate, not a Zen center, but anyway, there are many, uh, many Zen groups. And uh, one, <clears throat> one part of that is the Branch Streams, which is all of the group, different groups uh, that are connected or affiliated with Suzuki Goshi Many which the San Francisco Zen Center. So there's going to be a branching stream conference, I think, in September. Happens every couple of years, and um, Douglas, and Ruben, and and Wade, our, our board chair and president, will be attending that on our behalf. Down and it'll be out in Santa Cruz area. Uh, so, so song that actually is about networks that. You know, we take care of this particular community, but we're related, we're interconnected with other sanghas. So uh, some of the some of the people in this sangha have gone and done practices at Milwaukee's Zen Center, or at Hokioji, which is related to Minnesota uh Sanghas, or at my friend and translation collaborator Shaman Gulkamora's sanction sangha in Indiana. So uh, saga is about this principle of interrelation. And each of us in this room or online now is interrelated and interdependent and connected. So, again, there was a, in the old days of San Francisco Zen Center, uh, people weren't so welcoming. If you came to the door of San Francisco uh, Zen Center City Center and knocked on the door, somebody might come to the door and open the doors, and say, what do you want, <laughs> or something like that, uh, I'm exaggerating only a little, um, um, I don't think it's that way anymore, I don't know, I haven't been there in a while, but since I moved here in the beginning of 2007, uh,
1: and uh, I've been with ancient dragon Zengate, um, I've encouraged welcoming so Sangha is about welcoming. Welcoming
2: people who show up whenever they show up, people, new people or people who haven't been around for a while but, but come again. So how how to welcome all beings, actually? Sangha means that in our practice, we're welcoming all beings. So our, our fundamental practice in, in this branch of Buddhism is Zaza, just sitting meditation, And when you are sitting quietly and upright, we also have to welcome all beings, all the thoughts and feelings. All the people that you've ever known are part of what is happening on your seat as you're sitting. So uh, uh, Sikiroshi used to say to welcome all, all your thoughts, but don't, but don't invite them in for tea. Um, so we don't have to get hung up on all the beings that are present on our seat, but we welcome them, we're connected with them, we are part of them. So, um, this is rather elaborate, and it's, you know, one of the images of Sanghas is from the Flower Ornament Sutra, of the Tamsaka Sutra that we chant here once a month, um, is called Indra's Net. That the whole of the universe is a network, and at each mesh where the nets meet, there's a jewel, and each jewel reflects the light from the jewels around around it, and then around them, and so each jewel reflects the light of the whole universe. This is an image of Sangha that we're all deeply, deeply connected to every one we've ever known including the people we've forgotten, somebody you met at a party 10 years ago or whatever. Everybody we've ever met is part of what we is sitting on our cushion. So how do we include all beings? So I want to, um, so, you know, basically this is welcoming. And, and also taking responsibility uh, for, well, we are going to chat the four bodhisattva vows at the end where we say we're free, we got to free all beings. And that's one of these inconceivable vows. It doesn't, you know, uh, if we think of all the difficult people, let alone all the other beings, the spiders and fish and the lake and the birds and the, anyway, all beings. Our practice is about all beings in a radical way. It doesn't mean we have to go out and convert them and get them to sucaza or or to understand this or to think about it or anything. It's just that we acknowledge
1: this network of being that we is. So Sangha is complicated. It means we're connected with each other.
2: And it means that we're supporting each other. And we're being supported by each other. And, you know, the people in quote-unquote ancient dragons endgate, which includes everybody here, and everybody who has been in this room, and everybody who has joined us online, and you know, um. And sometimes, you know, people who are our practice companions in Sangha are people we might not ever, you know, have anything to do with otherwise. Even sometimes people who, who irritate us, you know. It's, it's, it's about being a spiritual friend, but that doesn't mean that we have, that we, you know, from the beginning like everybody. That doesn't mean we have to dislike anybody either. But just, you know, it's about something much more fundamental. It's about our commitment to
1: practice for and with all beings. And this is complicated, practically speaking. But that's what what our practice is about.
2: So, uh, at our meeting yesterday, I mentioned that I had been to the World Parliament of Religions, which was here in Chicago for the last week went to a couple of days of it, and um, you know we're living in a difficult world. so part of the, 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 uh, the theme of this Parliament of religions conference was uh, to help heal the world to uh, to help all beings uh, and there was a global ethic. And uh, I'm not going to read it all because it's long, but it's, it's, well, it includes things like uh, commitment to a culture of nonviolence and respect for life, commitment to a culture of solidarity and a just economic
1: order, commitment to a culture of tolerance and a life of truthfulness,
2: commitment to a culture. Of equal rights and partnership between rich, oh, between men and women, also between classes. Um, so, yeah, a commitment to a culture of sustainability and care for the earth. So, there was a, a large part of the conference was about climate, the dangers of climate. And so, as bodhisattva practitioners, we pay attention to what's going on in the world around us as well as taking care of a particular Sama. So, taking care of, as we, as we talked about yesterday morning, taking care of just Ancient Dragon's Endgate is complicated and difficult and wonderful, too. We have a wonderful Sama. So many wonderful people. People doing all kinds of helpful activity in the world. Doctors and lawyers, grade school teachers, grad school teachers, many chaplains, uh, Anyway, uh, people working uh, in the city and helping them that way. Uh, So uh, how do we help the beings of the world is our fundamental practice question. That includes how do we take care of ourselves? Because we we benefit from this practice, each of us, in our own way, in ways that we can't necessarily uh, monitor or even notice, but to be... Up oh, to do the practice of sitting upright and paying attention and breathing, enjoying our environment instead, and just being present in our body, mind, in our life. Uh, doing that regularly is transformative in ways that we don't necessarily see. But how do we help other beings? So I I mentioned yesterday, you know, uh, or actually David Weiner brought it up. Uh, how do we help? Uh, you know, work in the world, and uh, we have our saga has done uh, work together in the world at times, uh, helping in soup kitchens, uh, sitting at a uh, pro-immigrant rally years ago downtown. Um, many there are many things to be done. Uh, so you know, this this parliament I went to. Uh, Just a little, just a couple days of, but uh, there was one group that I attended of faith people from many different religions. So this parliament included uh, any kind, any religious tradition you can imagine. Baha'i people, Sikhs, of course, Muslims and Christians and Jews and even some Buddhists. And um, anyway, but how do we take care of each other? So there was an interesting group of Faith leaders who are working actively in the United Nations with the United Nations, trying to encourage uh, response to climate damage uh, so, and and very skillful people. It was interesting um, I also went to a, a panel led by an episcopal Bishop William Swin, who's been working for a long time to uh, be, increase awareness of nuclear weapons and to try to limit and to actually abolish nuclear weapons. So, uh, there are all kinds of things to do in the world. And there are people in our sangha who do some of these. And, and uh, you know, what the feeling yesterday was, well, uh, we, we have enough to do right now just to take care of this sangha with all, with all its transitions we could talk about more if you like, but but also, just to be, uh, without necessarily having any programs, just to be aware of all of the suffering in the world. This is important now in our time because we have powerful politicians who, who promote policies of cruelty as opposed to policies of caring. And there, is, uh,
1: there are politicians who are promoting persecution of particular groups of people. Of
2: course, Muslims and blacks, and now especially LGBT people, uh, are, being, perse- are be- being persecuted in some states, actively. So, okay, uh, what does this little Ancient Dragons end Gate group have to do with that? Well, just to be aware of that. Awareness changes things just to support each other, to welcome people from uh, any marginalized group. Uh, Part of, there's a wonderful uh, teaching from Thomas Merton, great Catholic teacher who died visiting Asia and started talking with the Dalai Lama and other Buddhist leaders. Was accidentally electrocuted. Uh,
1: But he talks about what is a monk. So he was a monk, a Catholic monk. But I think, and
2: we've talked about this here in American Zen, we're all lay people. Even those of us who are priests or lay priests, we're not committed to uh, not eating afternoon or not touching money or
1: celibacy, or some of the things that monks are committed to. But dedicated practitioners, Thomas Burton said, are marginalized people. We live in the margins. We recognize that all beings, all people, are part of the the
2: ultimate community what we call sangha so how do we respond and recognize and welcome and and be welcomed so Burton says um, these practitioners understand the need to love and to be loved so um, anyway this is this is um, what this practice is actually about. And as Sangha, we come together and try and support each other to do this. So um, maybe I've said it enough, but again, these, the Buddha, Dharma, and Sangha are called the three refuges, which means we come home to Buddha. We return to our basic awakeness in Buddha. We return to basic reality and Dharma, And we return to community. And one of the things about um, our country and our culture is that there's not so much sense of community. they are not communities. So in some sense, sanghas like Ancient Dragon's End Gate and Milwaukee's you know, End Center and Sanchen and other sanghas um, our refuges, they're islands. We, we can be an island of sanity in a world and culture that is um, promoting cruelty. So, <clears throat> our practice is about kindness and caring. And we have lots of dharma, we have lots of dharma books to study. But, you know, the point of that is just to help support our practice. So, I can keep babbling, but I will stop. Uh, and uh welcome your comments about um Sangha or this Sangha or follow up some discussion this morning or anything. So um, please share your perspectives, comments, responses, questions. So you can just raise your hand. i yeah see all of you because it's dark back there (laughs) wait let me turn off that light a little bit but uh yes
1: uh, people online i can see too so comments questions responses please
3: wait so i've been practicing for a few years now um and it's difficult to overstate the way that it's changed my life. Just really, truly changed my life. And that would not have happened without the You know, if there had been just the Dharma and the Uda, maybe I would have read some books and enjoyed them. But it would not have happened without Sangha. Maybe it would have happened with a different one, but it didn't happen with this one. Yay. And I, yeah, (laughs) I'm, yay, indeed. It's it's hard for me to fully express my gratitude.
1: Thank you, Wade. Well, Wade is is expressing his gratitude by taking on the
2: difficult, challenging job (laughs) President and Board Chair of the Sangha. But there's lots of other ways that any one of you can uh, express your gratitude for Buddha, Dharma, Sangha, and for community. So, you know, Thich Nhat Hanh, uh, I think, said that in the coming period, the Buddha will be Sangha. But Sangha is how we really connect with these the depths of liking of focus.
1: Other comments, responses. Dylan online. Hey Dylan
4: online. Hey, um so I wanted to touch on like liking or not liking um, people in the Sangha. I I don't think it's about um, liking or disliking anybody in in sangha. I think I think sangha is about um, actively um, searching for in in your interactions with everybody uh, how um, awakening is expressed by everybody differently. Um, and, and like being open to, um, hard learning from everybody, uh, and, and, um, being flexible to, uh, be wrong sometimes and gracefully be wrong and, um, and be, and, um, to see, um, be ready for people to change you um, or for there to be change that happens through relationships, I guess is probably a better way to put it. Um, uh, and when you can feel um, the mutual aid in a relationship with somebody, um, whether that be in a spiritual context or not, to, when you can feel that in your heart to trust that Um, and and, um, to plant,
1: uh, plant seeds in that garden. Thank you. Yes. So we all
2: rub off on each other in different ways, and we learn from each other. Who Who we are is transformed by
1: being present with everyone else. Yes. I think, too, Sandra, about having
2: someone to sit with. I mean, we can all go home and sit by ourselves and have wonderful meditation
1: practices.
2: (laughs) But sitting with other people is a whole different
1: thing to do. And it brings a sort of normalcy to it, a sense of, oh, yeah, other people know what I know. I don't feel so, I don't know, isolated, I suppose, or like you're
2: the only one out there doing this. It gives you a real sense of commonality
1: and connection with other people. And so it's a really, it's one of the nice benefits of Saga. Thank you, yeah. This is a you know, kind of
2: radical practice. Where else in our culture can people?
5: There are some other
2: places where people can just go and sit together and breathe the same air and inhale and exhale, not have to say anything. Although, you know, after the formal sitting, we can talk and have tea and treats in the
1: kitchen after this. Yeah, how do we? Do this together. Other comments or reflections? Testimonials or follow-ups. Yes, Hannah.
6: Um I really appreciate the like type of welcoming that is present here. Obviously you've been here before. Um, it's been a while since I've been able to sit with the group, um, and from here, I recently moved back, and I tried one other meditation group that was distinctly not-welcoming. <laughs> it was quizzed upon arrival <laughs> for my meditation credentials. Like, oh my gosh, you don't have credentials? Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, safe to say I did not return. Uh, and so I just, you know, it's a very fortunate uh, dharma talk for today for me personally. <laughs> so thank you for making kind of a statement of your of your welcoming of your stance on sangha, and it's definitely felt appreciated. Can I ask you a favor Hannah? Sure. Please check out our website. Please come again.
2: Yeah. Sit with uh, us. You can also come online in the morning. You know, there's we have lots of. Lots and lots of programs that. please join us,
1: even though you're from Edgewater, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you. Anybody else? Hi, how gets you? So I've been thinking a lot about our
6: song lately. Community, beloved community that we have. And I've especially been meditating on uh, how intimacy is expressed here. And that, you know, we're 20 years old now. (laughs) So a lot of us have been together for a long time. And, you know, in any relationship, when you first kind of walk in someplace and you see someone, know you often like fall in love or fall in dislike you know i don't like that but you know i love that person you know and inevitably there's a little disappointment when we get to know each other (laughs) (laughs) like a romance after all those hormones calm down That's what intimacy is actually about. It's finally people can drop into who they really are. Yeah. And we find space for each other in that. And it's just been a really, you know, lovely thing. You know, there was some done story that has a line, something like, Teacher, why is it that intimacy feels like enmity? You know, when we get close, we don't get what we want all the time. And so in Sonda. Even, I don't care how our sitting actually is, but when we get up off the cushion and we hang out with each other, that's when we're practicing in this really deep way. So I just really appreciate that, that we can tolerate disappointment and then let go and see, I think maybe what Dylan was talking about when he was saying searching for something, that we actually just see. But it it comes from this uh, letting go of posturing, letting go of wanting somebody to be somebody else um, and still figuring out how to be together in some way. So I also want to say that today I was gardening and on the sidewalk there was what looked to be a dead cicada and I picked it up. They're kind of gnarly looking things, you know. (laughs) I picked it up and I was going to put it in some place next to a, a statue out there. And it got up and flew away, so maybe that's what we heard. But this is this is that practice of taking care of things, whether it's nuclear weapon problems or cicada that's not dead. <laughs> so thank you very much.
1: Amen. Thank you. Any other last comments, questions, responses? This one?
5: Yes, I so, I think it was, like, my second night here. I was talking to Hogetsu, and we were talking about the effect of community on practice. And, like, just something popped into my head that's been, like, pinging around there as it does since then. It's like, you know, when you're at home sitting by yourself, there's there's no one there isn't even the illusion of accountability. Like, here, if I swallow too loud, I'm like, oh, God, no. Like, <laughs> I don't want to disturb anyone. And then Like get, you? Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> and, like, even that, just having people around just being there is, like, a very valuable thing. You know, everywhere we go, people are trying to meet us on their terms or get us to do what they want or like you know manipulate us in some way and here we're just like can you not swallow so loud like, <laughs> but like one one of the things that I really appreciate about song is like that increased accountability like oh like where were you last week? were you sick is everything okay like oh no I was just lazy like <laughs> all of that it's like there's there's no judgment it's just like oh well you know whenever whenever you're feeling better, like, come back, it's cool. And I just really appreciate that.
0: Isha, um, Isha. I just wanted to, I I think the conversation has uh, just stirred up a memory for me of a very early sashine that I went to where um, it was a five-day and kind of out in a remote location. And um, it was sort of the break after lunch, you know, and the the dish crews doing the dishes. And everyone else is sort of just sitting around this courtyard, really just sitting there. And um, it was so profound for me to be in a place where you didn't have to talk. I mean, you weren't supposed to talk, but you didn't have to talk. You didn't have to entertain anybody. You didn't have to perform. And, everybody just still stayed there. You know, I think it, it broke through some piece of me that was used to having to, you know, perform and entertain and achieve. And, um, and it was such a, such a moment of, um, you know, just letting go of something that I didn't even know I was holding on to, that it really just has continued to have such a profound effect on me. And I am so appreciative of... Anyone who will just you know show up and stick around, even when it's like pouring and not really painful, <laughs> <laughs> and then when the going gets tough,
2: the tough say sit down. The tough sit down,
0: <laughs> yeah, and, and they're just still sitting there. Uh-huh.
2: Well, maybe we'll stop on that note. That's wonderful, and unless there's some somebody else who has something. Well, I guess when you. Uh,
3: Simon, it's been everyone's basically said the two things that were on my mind, which was about sort of accountability and then also the like normalcy. I really appreciate that. I'm We actually went to school together. We we're in choir and stuff together, and I remember you go there and the teacher is like, "Put your music down, and now we're gonna sing," and we're all like, "Oh no, no, no! I haven't memorized the lyrics yet." But it was that whole like, you've never put it down yet. So how are, how can you tell if you've memorized it? I find that there's a similar thing with song that you actually get to there's that accountability. You're kind of like, okay, I don't want to move around. There's all my you know other practitioners here and stuff, but it actually gives you like, kind of pushes you to pushes you in practice to kind of yeah, it was a similar thing. So that's I really love that moment. And that it makes things. Warm. It's, it's, actually, it's just actually so so beautiful, especially in this country.
1: Yeah.
2: traditions, uh, historically, this country. Thank you, Malcolm. Can
1: I ask you a favor?
2: <laughs> <laughs> the next time you're in Chicago, come sit with us. are visiting, and when you're back home in Michigan, we have other people who come from Michigan online. So you won't, you won't be alone. Okay. So check out our schedule, and you're welcome to join online, as these folks are. Some of these people live in Chicago, and some live at a distance.
1: And so uh, please uh, join us.